everyone, and welcome to Aishapedia Uncut. With me, your host, Aisha, or as you may know me on social media, Aishapedia. So today we're going to be talking about race and the sensitivity behind it, because it's something that doesn't just end with the trends of social media or just a hashtag on Instagram. As I said in episode two and three, it's important we do our best to keep acknowledging the wrongs behind racism. One sect of realizing the importance of race is when we look at religion. Now, religion is the foundation for many people around the world, whether you're Christian, Sikh, Hindu, Jewish, or even a Muslim such as myself. I always mention how religion has truly shaped what I stand for and what I aim to represent. If you haven't already seen, Wiley, a British grime artist, went on an anti-Semitic rant on Twitter a few weeks ago. He was condemned and had his account suspended and he ended up getting dropped by his agent and pretty much publicly ostracized for what he said. Which made me think it's actually quite interesting because when you have someone like Wiley, a black British artist who makes these comments as opposed to someone who is like the infamous English Katie Hopkins who's built a whole career out of racism yet she hasn't been publicly condemned in the same way and she's said and done way worse things. It actually got me thinking about how different people can react to racism, even if you are religious or if you aren't. Even the most religious of people that are public heroes, they were not condemned for their racist behavior because they are seen as this godlike figure. A good example of this is Gandhi. For those of you who don't know, I'm talking about Mahatma Gandhi. He was basically India's freedom fighter. He helped India gain independence from British rule at the time. A lot of people see Gandhi as not just a public hero, but somebody who shaped the way a lot of people think, a lot of people have changed their mindset, especially on anti-discrimination around the world. However, in 1903, when Gandhi was actually in South Africa, he wrote that white people are the predominating race. And he mentioned that black people are troublesome, dirty, and live like animals. But according to his biographer, he outgrew this racism quite decisively. And for most of his life as a public figure, he was anti-racist. He took on discussing discrimination of all kinds. And this also included gender discrimination. People even said that he championed women and he was vouching for women. But at the same time, he was also obsessed with his own celibacy to the point where he would actually try to test himself and try to test his willpower by sleeping naked in the same room as his grandniece. Now, I don't know about you, but that could constitute as harassment and abuse and potentially an assault today. Which is why two years ago, a Ghanaian university started hashtagging the trend, Gandhi must fall, and they got rid of a statue of Gandhi. What exactly does this mean? What exactly does this say about his character? Are people who hold themselves to the status of religious ideals truly practicing the ethos of their religion? That's what really got me thinking. Now, I'm not an expert in other religions. However, there is a general consensus that racism is condemned. In Christianity, for example, there's a general quote that God cares how we treat each other because we're all created in his image. He makes no distinction between the inherent value of one race or ethnicity over another. Similarly, in Judaism, it's mentioned that you shall not hate your kinsfolk in your heart and that God created humanity from the four corners of the earth, yellow clay, white sand, black loam, and red soil. Being a Muslim and in Islam, we follow a similar principle that all people are children of Adam. And that includes people of religion, not necessarily just people who follow Islam. It's also said further by God that we are created equal in that there is no superiority of a white person over a black person or a black person over a white person. And the only basis of which anyone could be judged is through their personal piety and righteousness, which clearly interprets this to mean 
that any basis or any form of judgment is based on your good deeds rather than your skin color. So I'm diving deeper into this topic because I feel as people, we tend to ignore the principles which actually fall within our religion. And if we want to acknowledge our religions and we want our religions to be respected and we want to be people of our faith, then it's something we have to acknowledge wholeheartedly. I have to say, it's so awesome to see so many people supporting the Black Lives Matter movement and protesting police brutality, systemic racism, fighting against gender-based violence, fighting for women. Support for Black Lives Matter means recognizing the importance of our black brothers and sisters and being inclusive to this is a step to reflecting the true equality that our forefathers aimed to achieve. And in Islam... Having respect for races equally as different colors is something which our beloved Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, set down over years ago as the cornerstone of Muslims' faith. If you have to ask a lot of the Muslims today, oh, name a black Muslim, name someone who you know that's a black Muslim, a lot of Muslims today will think of Bilal salam, and he was a black Ethiopian slave that remained very close to our Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, and when he embraced Islam. He was basically the first man to make the first call to prayer. Following this, he actually ended up marrying into his tribe, which was unthinkable at the time for a man like him. But for many Muslims today, people see Bilal as the symbol of Islam's egalitarian message, which in its ideal application recognizes no difference amongst humans on the basis of ethnicity or race. It's a sense of hope that you're more concerned with the personal integrity of a person rather than their status or their racial skin color. Do you want to hear an interesting parallel? You know Bilal was actually persecuted by his owner for embracing Islam. His owner got so angry that he placed a rock on Bilal's chest and tried to choke the air out of his body so that he would abandon Islam. I'm not sure about you, but does this oppression sound familiar to you? A lot of Muslims tend to name Bilal. But have we truly tried to acknowledge the other black Muslims? I mean, there was also Abraham, Ibrahim's wife, Hajra, or as most would know her, Hagar, who was a black woman, and she is actually the lineage of our beloved Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. There was also Musa, or as many would know him, Moses, who is described as one of having the darkest skin. And he's actually mentioned repeatedly and praised heavily in our Holy Quran. Our Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, just speaking from an Islamic perspective, he repudiated discrimination based on race and color. And he said that Islam aims to recognize no distinction amongst human beings based on their color, their language, or their tribe. And all are deserving of equal rights. So my point in bringing up these few people amongst many black Muslims out there is to understand that if we're really going to try and separate ourselves from people with darker skin color, or if we're really going to say, I can't associate with them, and no, Arabs are the superior race, then we are going against our faith. If someone is speaking differently or looks differently, whether they're speaking French, Arabic, Setswana, or even Cantonese, they're all part of the same system as you. How can you call yourself someone of the faith if you're racist? You're listening to Aishapedia Uncut and we'll be right back. So why am I discussing this? What is the point in saying something that a lot of people who is probably listening to this already know? And how do people who attest to religion or even don't attest to religion, why do they need to listen to this podcast episode? I think, firstly, we need to recognize that if we are racist, whether it's indirectly, unintentionally, these are truths we have to accept in our religion. It's something that has only been recognized as a theory. And I think it's something that as people of the faith, we fail to actually implement practically, or we fail to actually hold ourselves accountable and say, look at your own behavior, look at yourself first. 
the next step, I think, to recognizing, you know, cohesion and understanding what race and religion have as a relationship is recognizing that whether you're a Muslim, whether you're a Christian, whether you're a Hindu, whether you're a Jew, whether you're Sikh, whatever it is or whatever practice religion you follow, we need to understand other people's religions and learn that we need to acknowledge and try to learn how we can do better by also learning from others. Sometimes we put ourselves on a pedestal not realizing how much we can actually be educated. I know in Islam, our Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, would say that we have to respect other people's religions, which means don't hate people because they are practicing a different religion from you. Now, this doesn't mean now you must, you know, accept their religion and ascribe partners to God. No, no. I'm not suggesting that you forsake your religion, but you have some consideration for others to understanding our differences instead of just remaining this bigot and just remaining very close-minded in your thoughts. I've had so many times where I would discuss something in Islam and I'd have friends who are Christian or who are Hindu or Sikh and they'd say, hey, we also practice that too in our religion as well. Like, oh wow, there's a similarity there. I've even had friends who would be very staunch Christians would say to me, wow, it's so funny how the Quran and the Old Testament are exactly the same and how these practices are so similar. It's amazing what you can actually learn because there's so many people that are actually willing to learn and are willing to learn more from other faiths because they realize it reiterates their own faith. I know for me personally, I felt much more stronger in my faith when I have these discussions with others because sometimes you only truly can Realize the importance of your faith is sometimes when you have to defend it. That's just my opinion. Something which a prominent scholar and someone that I really enjoy listening to, his name is Nu'man Ali Khan. He mentions that Allah, or God, discusses our differences in our tongue, colors of our tongue, and always says that there's no superiority based on your skin. And to have a complete disregard for this is actually a complete disregard for the word of God. So inevitably, you're disregarding your faith. Finally, something which I think could help many of us today is understanding the spirituality through which our religions are meant to uphold us. The more spiritual you are as a person, the deeper you learn the meanings of what we are meant to practice as Muslims or Christians or even if we are Jewish. What does this all mean? Keep educating yourself and just keep trying every day. Even when you feel you are failing in your faith, you feel like you cannot practice everything, that's okay. If you feel that you're still practicing the true morals and principles of religion, then acknowledge every aspect of religion. Acknowledge that. Don't try to be selective with your religion. Try and learn to do better. Now, although this is the end of my little discussion on race and religion, as a humanity, the conversation doesn't end here. We have to keep implementing the changes, which means we have to accept all anti-discriminatory practices of our religion as well. We have to do more and we have to do better. So share your voice with others and learn from others because the minute we start putting ourselves in a higher standing or a higher status, the more we're actually separating ourselves from the true morality and guidance of what our faith entails. I hope that this has all resonated with any of you who are listening. And if you're religious or not, I still think that racism is a pandemic that we have yet to still overcome. It's something that we have to still keep trying every day. So please share with me your thoughts on this and whether you think, as someone with or without religion, you feel that you're truly encompassing the beliefs behind your faith. And if so, how can we do better? Share them with us. I do look forward to hearing about all your feedback. So please do leave those comments on my Aishapedia Uncut Highlight Reel at Aishapedia. But until then, I'll catch you in another episode. Mm -hmm.